This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Pressure 
flat out kahukura whanau, no mai haramai, no mai hoki mai. Welcome and welcome back to the, your flat out pride hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via Access Media, TuneIn app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out. Tuia ngario o te hapuri. Bringing together the voices of our community. That is Free FM's tagline, and Flat Out Pride absolutely supports it. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, it's great to be back on the show. I've been off crook for the last three weeks. And I can only imagine, and that was just the flu. Wasn't even the vid far, no. Um, either way, it's not nice. And I'm hoping that you are keeping yourselves well and uh, safe and healthy out there, keeping your spirits up and uh, taking care of your tinana. And Aotearoa here, we're moving into the winter season. So it's no surprise that it hits. Um, I'm surprised it had for that long. But anywho, let's get back to the goodness, shall we? Because it's all about the goodness. I'm feeling not quite 100%, but I'm back and I'm here. And it's good to be back. So on your show tonight, Vano, it's all about queer spaces, queer corridor, quirky history, and queer baiting. All right, that is our goodness. So... We, of course, have what's hot and happening for your coming weekend here in Aotearoa. Queer Baiting 101. This is compliments of Rowan Alice from YouTube talking about what is queer baiting, what does it look like. Um, and if you've never heard of the term, then this is your chance to check it out. Respect your elders, compliments of queer services, worky, actually, little history stories about our queer community. I think Kuti has lined up respect your elders because it comes from past history space. So that's compliments of them. And first up, we've got straights react to queer terminology. So LGBTQ plus uh, VT. So that's compliments of YouTube where uh, uh, couples get together and share terminology. So there'd be one queer person and then one straight person. And they've got to figure out what the terminology means. Of course, we've got beats peppered through there. Bit of Wilson and Becky Hill. Um, a bit of Monroe, Polar and Bryson, Emily Makis. Um, some Theo's in there. Bit of Bommel. That is our lineup for you. For your funky Friday Fano. Love to be back. I hope that you've been tuning in. You haven't missed um, me too much so let's just get into the goodness shall we just straight into it straight react to queer terminology it's a little bit humorous in the far note too so have a listen stay tuned hello I'm Emily I'm a huge queer and I'm going to be teaching F about being a, a huge queer hi I'm Rach this is Eve hello hey I'm Billy hello. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm Dia hello um, I'm Ben I'm Stefan. I'm a name is Aiden, and we are here today to discuss some um, gay slang with this gentleman. I'm the straight guy. <laughs> I'm legend. <laughs> tucking. I know tucking. Tuck shop. Tuck tuck. When a guy mm, and takes it up in there. The tucking of the penis, often with tape. You basically tuck 
your balls into your bum um, <laughs> and your penis up so you don't see the junk. Can you give us a visual example? Uh, <laughs> that, that'd be no need. You, you wouldn't be able to see it anyway. Pillow princess. Love enough. Okay, wait, no, I'm too embarrassed to say. <laughs> is it someone that, like, is really good at making themselves look good whilst, uh, like, taking selfies, lying down? A lesbian who doesn't put in any work. They don't do anything, they just lay there. They got long hair and no hair ties. They, they uh, come to play. They sound like the worst. <laughs> you don't get this one. I think I might hit you. Oh, God. What's a celesbian? I'm going to think the word celibate comes in here somewhere, because celesbian is, like, set celibate. Lesbian. Oh my god, it's a celebrity lesbian. Oh my god, it's gotta go on. Yeah! Celebrate lesbian. It's not salary or something. You have to take this seriously. Celebrity lesbian. This should be. A celebrity lesbian. Yeah! <laughs> Next question. Queer. Just, I would say that you're gay. <laughs> a circular gay. Slightly not straight. A skew with. People have taken ownership of it and taken it back in and are using it as a way to identify if they don't want to identify just in the LGBT strands. They use the word queer to identify as being like they're not just straight. So it used For to males. be like a derogatory term. Yeah. yeah. And then it's been reclaimed now to mean not derogatory. Yeah. Yeah. That's spot on. Yeah, it did. <laughs> what do you think a bear is? Now I've heard this before. All right. Because I believe my uncle is a bear. Oh. <laughs> It's a hairy gay. Not necessarily has to be gay or straight, it's like the physical appearance it's of like being very burly and like hairy and mm. like, you know, big, big bellies, like muscly, whatever. Oh. Yes. So is that your uncle like that? Yeah. The next word is lipstick lesbian. Mm, that you're really high maintenance, is that thing? Um, lips, kissing, mouth. More general, missy. Yeah. Is it like a beautiful lesbian? It's like a lesbian who has glamorously feminine characteristics as opposed to a butch lesbian. Okay. Like you. <laughs> Bottom. Bottom. Yes. Just, well, that's a meme. Uh, Gay sex. No. <laughs> Do you, like the, no. Bottom. No. Yeah. The bum. <laughs> what? Bumming. Like letting, letting it in. Letting it in. You're the receiver. There and you go. Any holes a goal? Top or topping. Okay, so that's just obviously the opposite, the yeah. bottoming. Gold star gay. <laughs> Isn't it when, oh, is it when a guy, wait, it's just a gay who's never touched a vagina. And the next one is platinum star, star gay. <laughs> You're born and you literally, you are the gayest baby. You are. You're straight out of that vagina and you think, where the f have I just been? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this one. Oh. <laughs> in what circumstances you are avoiding uh, going through the tunnel? Huh? What? Just remember what, you, what did you say? I, uh, I said if you, when you're born and that's yeah. the last one you're okay, going Okay, so if it doesn't happen... You are still born, but the action of going through the tunnel so doesn't happen. Right, C-section? Yes, exactly! But Is it really? Touch a vagina, yes. Oh my god! Also, we've got binding. 
I don't know why I'm thinking bondage. Like, what's that a thing? <laughs> I mean, bondage is definitely a thing. And I and like, if one is like, like from behind in the other, and then like they're really like they're like spoons. They just fit together perfectly. Binding is um, the act of flattening breasts. Okay, no I wouldn't need to do that on Christ. <laughs> if a trans guy doesn't want to show like his chest, then he might bind, or you know, some cis women might want to bind as well. Samantha Barks does it as Eponine in Les Mis. There you go. Well done. Uh, what do you think uh, non-binary? They're not based in zeros or ones. So binary would mean that you're fluid. Maybe you might be fluid. That you don't commit to a gender. I'd say that's actually pretty spot on. Yeah. yeah, I guess. If you don't identify with um, male or female, you are non-binary. Which is me! Next <laughs> one, what is an otter? <laughs> I have no idea. Hairy. And hairy. But skinny. And hairy, but skinny. Yeah. It's like, and yeah. And like a little bit muscly, maybe. But so I would be an small. otter. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm skinny, yeah. I'm hairy. Yeah. I'm othery. <laughs> what is dead naming? Dead naming. Dead naming. Uh, talking about someone like they're dead? Like, identify somebody off the brush and don't have any idea what they're... Like, just judge somebody. Or, insulting someone using a name of someone that is dead. You're such a... Michael Jackson? <laughs> Calling someone by their birth name because that can cause a lot of issues especially for the person that you are dead naming. It's like calling Caitlyn Jenner Bruce. That's what it's like guys. What is a twink? A twink? Isn't that quite rude? Is it so it's to do with body size? So is it really like really like slim? Really slim? Very slim, very, it can slim. Be very tall as well, and very young looking as well. General <laughs> physical attractiveness, little or no body or facial hair. Oh. I'm not a twink because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> did you learn about being a big old queer? I really did. I've learned so much. Obviously, our definitions aren't comprehensive, so join the discussion and click the links below. There you go, <laughs> she knows now, yes! <laughs>
wash away your troubles I'll be your counsel What is on your mind? Don't hesitate to You are tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H on your mic for your Funky Friday. Great to be back, Whanau, and good to have you back on board. That last beat there was Wilkinson and Big Hill here for you. Sorry if that's a repeat, Farno, but I'm liking that jam, just saying. Just saying. We have on your show a bit of Queer Baiting 101. Qwerty, respect your elders. That's a bit of a history tidbits, history lesson on uh, different aspects of our community. Different stories, I should say, relating to our uh, rainbow community. And you just heard straights react to queer terminology. A little bit amusing, that one, eh? Funny. Very funny. Right, we're going into next. Respect your elders, compliments of queerty. So these are stories from across the ages in regards to our rainbow community, our queer spaces. So let's get into it. And of course, after that, we'll go into a beat. Monroe. Paula and Bryson, Emily Makers, and the song name is complete. Anyway, let's get to the Kaipapa Corridor. So, Quirties, history buffs list their favourite facts about queerness through the ages. Fun fact, ancient India and Hinduism was very accepting of the queer community. People were pretty gay back then, and it was okay. There are Hindu temples which are thousands of years old that has carvings depicting homosexuality. Kama Sutra also has queer in it. We have queer representation in ancient texts as well. There are queer gods and goddesses and stories mentioning queer characters in Hinduism. Unfortunately, today's society is just as homophobic because of colonisation, but times are changing. 
fun fact, possibly the earliest mention of a gay relationship ever was found in Sicily, some rock art form at late 5000 BCE likely depicted multiple male-on-male sex. Hmm. Fun queer fact. JFK had a lifelong friend, Lem Billings, who stayed in the White House in a bedroom next door to JFK. Lem was confirmed at that time and later on as being gay. So if you look at a lot of pictures of JFK and people in his gatherings, Lem is always there. They both adopted a dog together. Um, Lem has always been a part of JFK's life through his whole career and including when he got married. So, judge for yourself, Farno. Bye, gay, who knows? JFK. Fun queer fact. In Egypt, two male royal manicurists named Niankukum and Kuhumnahotep Man, I cannot say that. Anyway, they found it buried together in a shared tomb similar to the way married couples were often buried. Their epigraph reads, joined in life and joined in death. Having lived in 2400 BC, they are believed to be history's oldest recorded gay couple. The Spartans. So, queer fun fact, the Spartans were hella gay. They had to spend so much time with each other. Being men only, they got really used to being with each other. Fun queer fact, Julie D'Aubigny, who performed under the stage name as La Mopin, was a badass by sword fighter, opera singer who kissed women in public. Hmm. So there's some fact in there, Los Angeles Public Library B by Belog, where the librarian Alan Westby writes, about 1701, La Mopin's husband, M. Mopin, returned to her life, though this appears not have to have not hindered her extramarital relationships at all. Her bisexual affairs, cross-dressing, sword-fighting, all continued unabated. Wow. So... Another fun fact, in Athens and Sparta, homosexuality was practiced to various degrees and its status was somewhat complicated, according to Plato's, um, don't know how to say that word, Yale graduate history student James Flynn wrote for the National Endowment for the Humanities in a magazine in Thebes. On the other hand, it was actively encouraged and even legally incentivized. So yes, Spartas were hella gay. Queer fan fact, some historical gay and bi figures have turned their lovers into gods. Alexander the Great wanted to make his boyhood lover Hephaestion a god when he died, but was only allowed to declare him a divine hero. The Roman Emperor Hadrian of war-building frame was successful in making his lover Antinous a god after he drowned in the Nile. Mm. Queer fun fact, the church sanctified gay marriages in the so-called Dark Ages, with one being the Byzantine Emperor and his partner John. Queer fun fact, there was a band of 150 gay couples from Thebes who defeated a Spartan army and went undefeated for 30 years. 
I think Alexander the Great was the one that, that defeated that army. Fun queer fact. In a creation myth by Astophades, there were three sexes, those with two male heads, which were descended from the sun, those with two female heads from the earth, and those with a male and a female head descended from the moon. Displeased with them, Zeus crippled them by chopping them in half. Since that day, according to the story, we are looking for the other half to create our whole. This is known as the origin of love. Hmm. Another queer fun fact. In ancient China, homosexuality was referred to as the cut sleeve and pleasures of the bitten peach. Another fun queer fact, until the late 1400s, the, the word girl just meant a child of either sex. If you had to differentiate between them, male children were referred to as knave girls and females were gay girls. What do you know? Another queer fun fact, the word drag is apparently an acronym, a stage direction coined by Shakespeare and his contemporaries meaning dressed resembling a girl. Wow, didn't know that. Another queer fun fact, the Virginia court in 1620 recorded the first gender ambiguity among the American colonists. A servant named Thomasine Hall was officially declared by the governor to be both a man and a woman to stop everyone else from being confused. Hall was ordered to wear articles of each sex clothing every day. Wow, wow, and just wow. Those extra ones were my little tidbits to add to um, a bit of queer history. Um, and that is us, Fana. Let's go into a beat. Monroe, Polar and Bryson, Emily Makers, and the song is complete. Stay tuned. When I'm in a dark place, you can always find the bliss in solid praise. When the troubles form in, you resolve it, take my fears.
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz, app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H on your mic, Free Funky Friday. That last bit there, Monroe. Paula and Bryson, Emily Makers, the song is complete. The name of the song is complete. Kapai. Coming up on your show, we have Weekend Events, What's Hot and Happening, Queer Baiting 101, compliments of Rowan Ellis from YouTube. If you don't know what queer baiting is, this is your opportunity to actually have a bit of a listen from their perspective. She's from UK, I believe. Um, and then we go into Theo's Chunk. Funk Cheesy is the name of the beat. Uh, so that is us. That is show our show. Love uh, having you on board. Great to be back. I've been off quick for two weeks, three weeks. Time has gone on me, lost on me, to be honest. But it, it feels good to be back. And uh, back at work and just out of my four walls. I hope that you are staying healthy, well, and in mind, body and spirit out there, wherever you are in Aotearoa or in the world. So, let's get into it. Queer Baiting 101, compliments of Rowan Ellis. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Rowan, and today I'm going to be talking about queer baiting. So, what is queer baiting? It is a term that refers to what happens when people in the media, usually television or movies, add homoerotic tension between two characters to attract more liberal and queer viewers with the indication of them not ever having got together for real in the show or movie. So this is a fairly recent phenomenon. Previously, you did have characters who are what we often refer to as coded queer, but that has um, often got an extremely negative connotation to it. Characters that were coded queer were often villains, the idea being that people who had the attributes of a homosexual person were um, inevitably not going to be the hero or the good guy. Queerbaiting is a little bit different, and it's just as insidious, I think. And the reason why I think that is because 
we are in a climate now where it is acceptable to have queer people on screen. And what's quite ironic about this is that sometimes in the shows where there is queer baiting happening, there are also queer characters, but those characters will also be lesser characters and not the main characters. I think sometimes the implication that you get as a queer person is that it's okay to have you but only in the background, that we couldn't possibly have hero characters, you know, still that we couldn't have hero characters who are also queer. So how does queer baiting manifest itself on these shows? Well I think often there are sort of two roads that go into it, one is the explicit and one is the implicit. So on the explicit side we often have the idea of the no homo humour. The biggest example of this is probably um, in BBC's Sherlock. The idea that other characters mistake your sort of two characters who are being queerbaited as a couple and this is treated as a hilarious joke that couldn't possibly be true. This laughter at the assumption that someone might be in a relationship with someone of the same gender means that you're also laughing at the viewers, that you're laughing at the people who are trying to find representation of themselves within the media. But we also have the implicit. Now the implicit is often in the way that a um, a story is scripted or the way that a show is shot, which means that there are just hints of parallels or themes that come up between the heterosexual couples who are very much canon and the uh, queer couples who are being queerbaited. So the apparently platonic scenes that a lot of people read as romantic will be shot in the same way as the explicitly romantic scenes. A good recent example of this is actually in Agent Carter. There's conversations between Howard Stark and Peggy Carter which are about their love for Steve and it's very clear in the script that they are paralleling their love. They're saying that their love is equivalent to each other. I use my reaction to your lies as a reason Yeah, yeah I do. I knew how much Steve meant to you because I know how much he means to me. There's also um, some implicit ways of doing queer baiting, which are to do with uh, ambiguous lines or ambiguous settings. So a really strong example of this that made me so hopeful and then so annoyed when it happened was uh, the character of Styles in Teen Wolf. I thought you liked girls. I do like girls. Do you? Absolutely. Great. So you also like boys? Absolutely. Do you? I said I love you. And it's the kind of um, internal, personal coming out experience when you um, realise for the first time that you might be queer that a lot of queer people identify with. So for a lot of queer people that scene was quite an obvious personal coming out scene for Styles. And yet we now move on to the external idea of queer baiting. So this isn't just um, within the shows themselves because of the way that media works now and because of how uh, how much of a reciprocal relationship a lot of the stars and writers of shows have, um, we also get to see the um, the writers and the directors and the showrunners have to be accountable for their decision making. And here is where it gets really tricky. So the way that they'll deal with queer baiting is that often they can't shut it down completely um, by, you know, taking all of these references out of the show because that it defeats the point of what queer baiting is, which is, to be honest, a marketing ploy so that they can both appease queer people and give them characters that they think that they might be able to identify with, but also not make the characters so explicit that they alienate homophobic viewers. And they know that queer people are so starved of representation in the media that they will hang on for season upon season on the hope that these characters will actually admit the fact that they are queer. So the way that showrunners and writers and actors often are made to deal with these things in order to keep this marketing ploy afloat is to um, either not 
actually technically deny anything. So an example of this I have right here is from the show Supernatural that during a Twitter talk Adam Glass who is a writer for Supernatural was asked some questions about the characters of Dean and Castiel and instead of saying these two characters are heterosexual they will never get together what Adam Glass says is What's great about these characters is they mean so much to so many of us, why, so why limit them to just one thing when they can be all of them? So someone else basically said, well that's queer baiting, my friend, and he replied with, oh far from it, only my humble opinion, I believe it is not my place to define them, they belong to the fans. There are also other techniques that um, people behind the scenes will employ, so sometimes they will just refuse to talk about it, so this has been kind of a bit of a controversy at a number of conventions for particular fandoms that questions will be um, kind of censored or people will explicitly be told you are not allowed to ask questions about this particular pairing or this idea of queer baiting. And the other thing that they do is put these characters into what I think they think are heterosexual relationships, so essentially just relationships that are one man, one woman. They sort of say, well, you know, this means that they're straight. Even though we all know that you can still be queer and be in a relationship between a man and a woman because, you know, there isn't just gay and straight on the spectrum of sexuality. You know, queer characters are becoming more acceptable and it's just a really weird situation where these shows aren't acknowledging this. And I think one of the reasons why, really fucking stupidly, is the fact that they think that they're doing shows for men. And so they feel like they can't possibly have a queer character for a show which they see as being about men. Which is total bollocks because, you know, men can be queer as well. This is the kind of um, storyline that goes on in heterosexual couples' relationships all the time in TV shows. The idea of the will they, won't they? So you have this will they, won't they get together and sometimes they break up and then they get back together and they talk about them being endgame and all this kind of stuff. This is something that happens to heterosexual couples all the time. The difficulty with queer baiting is that it, we know in our heart of hearts it will never get to the will they. It will always be a won't they. So, queerbaiting, how can we combat it? Can we combat it? I think it's really, really difficult. And one of the main reasons why it's difficult is because no one is acknowledging who is in charge of these decisions. So we as fans or as people who are interested in media or who want to critique media will probably find it difficult because there is such secrecy around why these decisions are made. So is it because the writers just decided it wasn't going to happen? Is it because the actors are uncomfortable with homosexual characters and playing them? Is it because the studios don't want it to be going on in the shows that they're funding? I'm really hopeful that it means that new shows will acknowledge that this racket is going on and then be like, okay, maybe this is something that we shouldn't do. But I also kind of don't know if that's going to happen. New shows have come out like Constantine, which has a canonically bisexual main character, and yet they very quickly announced that he was not going to be bisexual in any way. But on the other hand, we have shows like The 100, The 100, one, The 100, The 100, which now has a canonically bisexual main character. And as I said, this whole thing really is a marketing ploy. And the whole point about marketing is that it's about money. And as long as people are still invested in these shows, this marketing ploy is working. Why would they change it? Until I see you, bye.
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz. You can tune in to us via the accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. Love having you on board. That last beat there, Theo's, and the name of the song is Funk Chessie. Cool, eh? I like that beat personally. Hope you did too. So our co-papa uh, kōrero for the theme through the show is Queer Spaces. So just heard about queer baiting and what that was about. Queer terminology and queerty does um, queer fun facts or respect your elders as what the headline is for that one. Let's go into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend here in Aotearoa. So happening now, today, Friday, a pop-up carnival at the base shopping centre. So that is the base parade, Northgate, and here in our very own H-Town. So it's school holidays, still for the kids. And it's a big free pop-up extravaganza the explorer dodgems dragon wagon and more cool and they want you to upload your shots or your pics if you're going along to the carnival pop-up carnival rainbow machine is happening at Aotea square in tamaki makoto auckland um, this, there's a rainbow-making machine coming to Aotearoa Square. So in, as autumn weather arrives and light in the sky changes, it's a perfect time to make rainbows appear before your very eyes. To create this awesome experience, artists, architects and scientists got together and built a rainbow machine. And you know what they say, there is gold at the end of the rainbow. So go along and explore Aotearoa Square in the heart of Tamaki Makoto and the many amazing activities nearby. So much fun to be had for the whole whānau. Cool. And there's a little blurb about the rainbow machine if you want to go to the event. Drive-in cinema movie experience at the Auckland ASB showgrounds. That's 217 Green Lane Road, West Epsom. Tickets from eventbrite.com. It's a limited season of drive-in movies at the Auckland Showgrounds. You can watch from the comfort of your own car, enjoy classics, action, horror, family and kids movies. On site will be Lord of the Fries, providing you with delicious burgers, fries, sides, desserts and everything else. Popcorn available, of course. You need to go to Eventbrite to get your tickets. Fun! Friday Skate Night here in our very own H-Town. Uh, that is at the official Hamilton Inline Hockey Club. Hamilton uh, Tickets from hamiltondevils.co.nz. $8 entry, $2 skate hire, $3 for a family pass. Um, door sales are um, only whānau and it is COVID rules. So a limit of 200 people. That excludes the workers. Uh, face masks required. Um while not skating. Um, and when you're eating, you must sit. Just FYI. Kitsa and Anita's Drag Wars 22, that's hosted by Phoenix Entertainment, level 1258 K Road in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. 
So from so Kitta and Anita from RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under are back at it again with another fierce and fabulous edition of the iconic Drag Wars. It's going to be an outrageous night of laughter and pure ridiculousness as they battle it out on the stage for fame and glory. And you, the audience, choose who that is in terms of the winner. Tonight at the at the factory, 28 Alexandra Street in Hamilton, get your tickets from bit.ly, a night of drum and bass festival. Oh yeah. Good as Gold Festival is happening in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, 19 Tamaki Drive. Go to eventbrite.co.nz to get tickets. The first event back in action, there's no better place to do it than Mantle's Tamaki Drive. Um, yes, yeah, so it's a daytime boutique festival. Sounds a bit fun. Boogie with the rest of the selectors from around New Zealand giving you the flavour of dance or music. Simply taking some of the creative love delivered by the Department of Arts. Um, Pals drinks will be on hand as well. Vintage marketing in H-Town at the Hungerford Crescent Hamilton Gardens. Oh yes. Southern Comfort Freaks out South Festival is happening at 21 Stadium Drive in Auckland. Again, tickets from eventbrite.co.nz. This is an association with George FM. And Part-Time Rangers uh, presents the Southern Comfort Freaks Out South. It's across two stages, Farno. Um, a hearty lineup. Tickets are flying. Go to www.freakmusic.co. .nz. That's F-R-E-Q music, or one word, um, or lowercase. No valid ID, no entry, Fano. Okays, okays. For your Saturday the 28th, so you think you can drag. And this is in Palmy Fano. That's 312 Main Street, Palmerston North. Tickets from nz.patronbase, or lowercase, or one word, dot Palmy's newest and most fabulous drag queens battle it out on stage to see who's the fiercest of them all. There be tears, laughter, glitter and mascara. Go and join them. Choose who's the most sickening new baby drag of Palmy with the other fabulous judges. Yes, Fano. Yes, yes, yes. Good on you, Palmy. Nice stuff. H-Town has a gathering, Leap Hamilton Trampoline Park, hosted by Waikato Queer Women, um, and that's Beyond Binary. That's 42 Sunshine Ave in Terapa. Go and join them for some bounce-tastic fun at Leap Hamilton. Take the kids or just bring your inner kid. No judgment there. $15 per person for the group, so let them know you're with WQW when you arrive. Preschoolers are cheaper too, Farno. You need to get to the venue at least 15 minutes before 4pm so you have time to buy your tickets before the safety briefing. You need to bring or buy $2 a pair of Leap socks to jump. Afterward, anyone who's keen is open and welcome to go for a drink somewhere. RSVP if you can. Okay, final? Okay. Okay. Okay, every day. For your Sunday book club for the month of May. This event is held by Waikato Queer Women, WQW, at the Navarra Lounge Basement 266 Victoria Street. Join them for their monthly book club where they discuss all things books over some wine and cheese. The month's read is The House in the Cruelian Sea, chosen by Krista.
An enchanting story, masterfully told, the house in the Cruelian Sea is about the profound experience of discovering an unlikely family in an unexpected place and realising that family is yours. Kapai. And that is what's happening for your weekend whānau. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the week coming up, though, did you know? Wednesday the 4th of May in H-Town is... Coyotes O Week Reloaded. Thursday the 5th of May, New Zealand Spirit Festival. So that's from the 5th to the 8th, actually. And Kumia Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Same Thursday, first Thursdays on K Road, is live music happening. This is at the Pitt Street Pocket Park Stage Market on Beresford Square. They've got a, a make shop, a celestial corner, uh, Ototahi Tattoo uh, Tattooing is open, Monster Valley Drinks. This is all for your first Thursday of every month by the looks. Uh, supported by Link Alliance Cross Street Music Festival and the Karangahape Road Business Association. Pro Night Next Level Comedies on the same night that is happening at 3321 Queen Street in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, eventfinder.co.nz to get your ticks. That is what's happening this weekend and this coming week. Well, if I know that is the end of our show. I hope you've enjoyed. Wherever you are, whatever you're up to, be healthy, happy, safe. Take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Be kind to others. Love, light and laughter. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Condoms and lube are your safest form of protection, whānau. We will catch you all up next week. Now that I'm back into mostly fine form, we'll catch up then. Modi order and go well. That's me, Lady H, signing off. Kakis. Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.